Hey guys, welcome back to the Landco podcast. Um, we are going to do a property review on 118 acres for sale in Fulton County. Um, these property reviews, if you haven't listened to one, uh, they're a little different than they were in the past. We used to discuss price a little more than we did, but uh, other brokers got a little upset about that. So now we just kind of go over the property like as informal as we can. Um, it gives us kind of an outlet to, to talk about things in a little more detail, more like what we would talk about to a client who was looking at the property. So um, this one, this property, I actually am like super familiar with it. So I'll probably have more to say on this than most. Um, it was part of, I think it was 2013. One of my clients bought 1,300 or 1,350 acres. Um, and we developed it for, uh, at the time, it was just largely like vacant land, uh, pasture land, and we developed it for agriculture, fishing, and waterfowl. And um, it's literally been one of my favorite projects of my career. And this 118 acres is part of that development. So um, I'm pretty familiar with it. Uh, the owners I'm good friends with. So we've been out there um, with them, with their families. Uh, so I know it pretty well. Um, it used to be uh, 203 acres. They own 203 there. They just recently sold. Uh, 85 acres on the north side of that property. So what's left, at least in my mind, is like the coolest part of the property. I mean, we didn't draw these lines intentionally, but the dude who bought the north piece wasn't really interested in any waterfall stuff. I think he already had some. Um, so he kind of carved out what I would consider some of the coolest parts of the property. And what he bought was that big lake, what was awesome. Um, but it also kind of adjoins that south side of Canton, which is a little weird. Like, you know, um, it's not as private as some people would want. Um, but what but what is left, that 118, you, it kind of, you know, it's pretty private now because you've got that buffer between that and the town. Um, you've still got fishing. You've got the two big wetlands. And you've still got, you know, some tillable. I'll go through some of those numbers in a minute. But uh, in general, it's what I would consider the coolest part of the property. So, um I like this one a lot. It's a lot. It's very similar to what I would buy and invest in uh, for several reasons. But um, quickly, let's just take a take a look at a few of the kind of like hard facts here. Uh, 118 acres, <clears throat> uh, 6,200 bucks an acre uh, asking price. Um, 14 acres of water, which is largely made up of um, two lakes. Um, one that's about 10. One that's I think two or three, and then a couple little potholes, but um, uh, they total 14 acres. There's two wetlands um, that you can drain and plant and fill. One of them is gravity in, gravity out. One you have to pump up to, but then it's gravity out. So it's a cool, uh, cool system. Um, uh, 60 acres tillable, so about half. So the income is good. It's, I mean, it's strip mine soil, so it's not the best dirt in the world, but it, um, it cash rents for a decent amount. Um, I don't know what they're getting on this, but you know, similar ground gets around 200. Uh, there was an auction on some farmland right in this area that went for 330 bucks an acre uh, for for a cash rent lease. So, you know, that number might be climbing. If it's me doing the you know running the numbers, I'd use maybe 200, uh, 225 somewhere in that range. Uh, maybe it's a little conservative, but use that number for kind of. Um, you know, a conservative approach when you're running those numbers. Um, okay, so let's get into the, the property a little bit more. The, the fishing, the fishing is, you know, from what I've seen, and again, I've been out there, the fishing is outstanding. You know, those guys did a great job. It's not like, 
you know, most of the properties, strip mine properties we sell, every one of them said the fishing is the best in the world, and it's all good. Um, but these guys actually did do a great job of kind of um, managing that. They took out a bunch of fish. They f had fish feeders out there. Um, that big 10-acre lake, the crappie and bluegill are just enormous. Um, cool spot to fish off the dock or go fishing with kids and, you know, go out for half an hour and catch enough for a fish fry. Uh, the other little four-acre lake is cool. Um, I don't know. They did a great job. So, like, if you're, if you're looking for um, a fishing farm, the fishing out there is in really good shape. Um, that little pond on the south side, um, I will tell you... This farm, I've got a few kind of, I would do things a little differently than the current owners just because we, we do things, you know, we, you know, they're more into the fishing and kind of cruising around. Um, I'm more into like the wetland hunting and stuff. So I only say that because if you're listening to this, you know, most of my listen, you know, most of my clients who uh, listen to these podcasts, they listen to them and not watch them. So usually we record them uh, video format and uh, podcast format. Um, I'm, we're shifting a little bit more to podcasts, just frankly, because they're easier and most people just listen, like they listen to their truck. Um, I say that because if you are interested in this property, go to this podcast page. I'll throw on some pictures on there that might make it a little easier to understand some of these development things I'm talking about. Um, and also like the property map and you can identify some of the lakes that I'm talking about. But if you're interested in a waterfowl or a fishing farm, <clears throat> Check out, go to landco.com and, and find this podcast and I'll throw a bunch of those pictures and I'll, I'll edit some of them so you can kind of like follow along with what I'm talking because there are some cool opportunities on this farm um, more so than like currently present themselves. So uh, fishing is great. Um, there's power back to the 10 acre lake, which is cool for a few reasons. Okay. Um, they had three uh, campers back there, which you could do. That's awesome. Um, there's little camper setups. They've got um, concrete pads. They've got docks, although one of the docks is not staying. It's leaving, but there's a couple uh, docks out there. There's a boat ramp. And so there's power back there. Um, if you wanted to build something, you could build something back there. And, you know, we're talking, I don't know what that is, maybe 800 feet. That's purely a guess just looking at this map. But, you know, the cost of running power is significant these days. So the fact that it's back there is awesome. Uh, it is also cool in terms of like the waterfowl hunting because these wetlands like they're in the middle of nowhere at least one of them now is within pretty close distance to the current power it's maybe another two or three hundred feet so you know now you're talking ice eaters are in play or bubblers or you want or whatever you want if you want to run power to like just the blind to have heaters or whatever that is um, possible so it just you know it's not like I wouldn't buy a property that doesn't have power, but it makes it uh, a little nicer when there's power. You get to extend your season a little bit, um, and you get to do some other cool things with the uh, you know if you have power in your in your pit. So that is cool. Um, the let's talk about the waterfall hunting for a minute because that's my primary draw to the property, um, just because that's what I love. But I can tell you that if this is very similar to the property that Pudic and I bought on the other side of Canton. Uh, you know, this one has lakes where ours doesn't. Like, this is more of a well-rounded property. It's got fishing um, and waterfowl hunting, whereas ours, like, it's strictly ag and um, waterfowl. That's it. So this one's maybe a little bit more rounded, but 
other than that, like it's very similar. It's got a high percentage tillable, uh, which, which helps. And it's got a couple wetlands that you could plant and flood. And so this area, if you remember, I, I told you that it used to be part of that 1300 acre farm. The cool part about that is the entire thing was sort of developed for waterfowl. So this would be the far west of that, but moving east, like, so the neighbor to the east, I know he's got um, one wetland on his, uh, kind of northeast, they have two wetlands on theirs. Um, and then you get to like County Highway 6, <clears throat> and then immediately east of that is what I used to own. Um, and I think there's, I don't remember, 20 or 30 acres of floodable food there. The one straight south of that, there's 10 or 15. The one straight south of that, there's another probably similar, 10 or 15. <clears throat> and that only matters in that like, it's just a good area. So that's a ton of food in one area. So like, it just seems, I know that sometimes people complain about their neighbors having food or shooting ducks. And it's like, I sort of get that. But <clears throat> in the opposite, in the opposite sense, like you want to be in a good area. And this is now a good area because like, it's just, there's a ton of water around. There's a ton of food. And we saw that change happen like over the course of two or three years. Like it was good when we bought it, but, um, it was cool to see um, all the ducks find that, and it really did. It sort of changed hunting in that in that area uh, for the better, at least in that specific area. Um, but this gets the benefit of being in in that um, uh, you know group of bigger properties that all have sort of the same focus. I mean, everyone, uh, most of those properties have changed hands um, since then, but all of those owners are kind of like waterfowl focused. You know, even a few properties south of that, of this, that wasn't part of this. He's got a wetland. He's got a bubbler that they do really well on. So um, that helps, okay? The, I would say the current state of, like, the wetlands is, like, uh, is poor. Like, it's it's okay. They just didn't. And, again, like, I'm these are two of my, like, very good friends that own this. They just didn't care about waterfowl hunting. Like, it wasn't what they wanted to do, so... Um, it just got neglected a little bit. Like they would be the first to tell you that that was the case. And so it needs a little work. Um, but with a little work, they could be incredible. Like it's not, um, there's not a ton of work there. The one that, um, is on the very West, let's see, no East side of this property, um, gets water from that big lake. It's an, it's a recorded easement. So you get water from that lake and, there's no pumps involved. It's all like perfectly flat. The problem with the challenge with that one is that nothing's been done in a while and it sort of like has silted in to the point where like it stays wet longer than it should. So getting corn in there, like we, you know, we used to be able to plant corn in there back when we had it in 13, 14. And now it just doesn't entirely dry out till like July. So it's more of a millet buckwheat type hole which is totally fine but if a guy wanted to spend a few bucks you could either run a tile through there or even like you know and some of them will just do like a ditch um and so it'll dry out a little better which gives you a little more control over like the, the kind of the weeds that grow up in that swampy area and it gives you access to plant more of the property into whatever you want you know if you more of that wetland so if you want to plant sorghum or corn you can do that so 
that wetland could be awesome. It's it's good now. It could be um, it could be awesome when the property was all together. That thirteen hundred acres, the two best wetlands were um, this one that I'm talking about and um, one that I had ended up buying on the let's see east side of of um, County Highway six. But those two were the best spots on that entire thirteen hundred acres. This one could use a touch up, um, a little bit of work on that one. Um, the owners did the, f the first couple of years they own it. There's these middle, um, and they're blue. I kind of shaded them in blue on this map just so you can kind of see them if you if you went to the website just to kind of check out some of these pictures. And there was a there was a little lake up top. This is one of the higher lakes out there, and it was flat around it. So what they did is they put in a valve that you can drain that lake, and it exposes. Man, I don't know. It's quite a bit. It exposes maybe three or four acres, five. And so they would disc that up and plant it. Uh, uh, this one stays a little drier because it's top land. So you can plant corn, um, sorghum, whatever you want, and then pump it from um, – at the time they pumped it from that the big lake, but now they don't own that. So you would pump it from that 10-acre lake. And again, now there's power in that 10-acre lake. So you could just throw a pump there and, and turn the switch on and – you know, run a line up there and you're good. So it wouldn't take much to do that. Um, the one, and again, I don't think I've seen it done perfectly. I think they planted millet there one year and it went fine. I'm not even sure they hunted it. Um, but if you were willing to, to spend a few bucks, um, let me find this picture. So that wetland, if you look off to the south of that wetland, there's two little fingers that right now, just because of the topography, they don't get any water when you fill that up. They do sit wet, but they don't get any water from, from that pump. Um, you could get an excavator in there and flatten all that out so it's all one wetland. And um, let me find this picture. You know, it would probably change the amount that you flood from like, I don't know, I'm just purely guessing here, but like maybe from four acres to maybe six or seven um, and like all wetlands are good, but we've seen, man, when you can get a big wetland out in this area, it tends to do really well. Um, so it would be kind of a U shaped wetland <clears throat> with kind of a peninsula coming in from the South. So it would just be, it'd be one of the cooler wetlands out there. Um, and it would be a ton of food. So literally 118 acres You'd have two lakes and two wetlands, you know, totaling, you know, now you'd be talking, I don't know, that could be as much as 16, 18 acres of flooded food. And um, that would significantly change the hunting out there. I mean, as good as it is, but that would significantly change. And I'm talking more about the duck hunting. You know, there's a pile of geese out there. I don't think you'd struggle to shoot geese, but... Ducks you have to, to work a little harder for. And with those two wetlands with a little work, they could be um, they could be outstanding. So um, that's it for the um, waterfowl. Again, it's got 60 acres of tillable. Um, they've had a dove field out there that's done really well. Uh, the access is hard road off of Highway 78. Um, so it's, yeah, I like it a lot about this property. It, um that income you get from the tillable would certainly help carry the property. And <clears throat> if you didn't waterfowl hunt and you were just looking for a return, you wouldn't probably, um, initially this one probably wouldn't catch your eye. 
but man, the, the, the lease prices um, that some of these are getting, some of these blinds and pits out there, like it's, I know Wells has a few over flooded corn, but like if you want to lease a flooded corn um, wetland, First of all, I don't think you could find one because wells are all leased up. But if you could, man, I think you, I think those are going for ten grand a pop. Um, so you could, if you were just wanting return, you could lease two of those and maybe another um, goose pit on the Big Lake. Well, I mean, there's you know there's significant income. Another you know twenty twenty five thousand <clears throat> that you could get from just leasing out the waterfall rights, or you know have a few buddies. Or lease one and keep one for yourself. Like there's some options out there to help float this property and make it um, make it pretty affordable. So um, that'll do it for this one. But uh, again, if you're listening, go check out go check this um, the page out the podcast page for this podcast, and I'll throw in a bunch of pictures to make it uh, a little more clear what I'm talking about. I know there's some pictures on that main site. I'll see if those guys have any more fish fish pictures or. Uh, any waterfall pictures and I'll throw them uh, on there as well so um, if anybody has any interest and wants to check it out uh, get in touch and be uh, glad to set something up for you so thanks for listening